This program is presented by Hunter's Fund, formed in memory of Hunter Watson, a young entrepreneur who died at age 20 as a passenger in a distracted driving accident. Hunter's Fund seeks to support young people with promising ideas and to raise awareness of the dangers of distracted driving. everybody. This is the S-Series podcast, and I'm your host, Jacob O'Connor. Today joining us is Jessica Toscano. She's a freelance journalist and the founder of Intrigue Map, a weekly blog turned online magazine. Jessica describes Intrigue as a digital unisex lifestyle publication that targets individuals aged 18 to 35, with the sole purpose of inspiring hope, initiating change, abolishing societal norms, and igniting self-love, a cross between men's health and cosmopolitan made for all genders. Jessica, how are you doing today? I am doing so well. I'm so excited to be a part of the series. Thank you so much for having me. Kind of the first thing I want to know is where does your passion for writing come from, uh, especially journalism? Because, you know, we've all been through middle school, high school. We have those papers due, you know, that you hate writing them. Then there's those couple people that are like, I'm going to become a journalist. I'm going to start a <laughs> publication. Like, where does this come from for you? That is such an interesting question, actually. Um, you're not far off about hating writing school papers. Um, I was never a fan, to be completely honest. Uh, but I always loved writing fictional stories and poetry. And that started from a very young age, probably, I want to say, first, second grade. And um, I never knew that I wanted to be a writer. My mom said that she knew from a young age that I was going to be a writer, but I didn't actually know until I was 16 when I had started my application for the Fashion Institute of Technology. I love to sketch and I love to design clothes. And I was sewing garments and I realized this isn't what I wanna do. And um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, to be honest, and I was having a conversation with a colleague, I worked at a salon at the time, and I was saying to him, you know, I would kill to write for Cosmopolitan. And something inside of me just, it clicked. And at that moment, I, or well, maybe not immediately at that moment, but I had gone home at some point, either later that night or that weekend, and I started researching journalism schools. And from that point on, I never looked back. What I really enjoy about that story, or your, your story in particular is, a lot of people have those things in their life where they're doing it or thinking about it like, man, it'd be awesome to do that. And then that five second period window passes and they never do anything about it. Um, whereas you're different and you said, hey, I'm actually going to do this. Why is it that you think you actually followed through on this instead of going a more traditional route um, with your career? Oh, <laughs> I'm not a traditional person by any means. <laughs> um, I, I see a lot of people in my life settle. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with working a typical nine to five to, to make ends meet, to be able to afford to live on your own. And that's, that in itself, honestly, is a very big accomplishment. But for me, I always wanted to push the boundaries as much as I can. I never wanted to live in comfortability. Anything that would involve me pushing myself outside of my comfort zone I would go for full force. And for me, um, writing is that. Do you have any other examples of stuff that kind of got you outside of that comfort zone? Because I think that's really where a lot of us grow and learn a lot about ourselves. Oh, sure. Intrigue in itself. That completely got me out of my comfort zone. When I first started Intrigue, and you had said this earlier about it being a blog before I turned it into a digital publication, 
I would walk around, I went to William Patterson University and I would walk around campus and I would interview random people, at least 50 guys and 50 women. And I would ask them a series of really, really, I guess you could say embarrassing questions. So I would ask questions like, what would you want to see your girlfriend wear to bed? Or what is the first thing that catches your eye in a significant other? You know, um, is it a smile? Is it their eyes? Is it another body part? And they, they were very blunt questions, but I did it and people were so awesome and so open to answering them. And I would gather all of this data and I would create articles from them and say, you know, 25 out of 50 guys answered this or 37 out of 50 women answered this and kind of go from there. Fast forward seven years, which that's a whole lot of time. It's incredible you're still doing it. Um, how long was it until you kind of started to see some results? Because I feel like we all have these passions. We actually take the first step um, and then nothing happens. We get frustrated, discouraged. How long was it until you were like, wow, this could actually be something real? That is a great question. I want to say... I'm 26 now. I've been out of grad school for about three years. So probably toward the end of grad school, I really thought about doing this. I mean, when I was, I want to say 19, 20, when I first came up with the idea of Intrigue, I thought about the idea of making it a digital publication and actually moving forward with it. But at the time, it was more of a thought. And uh, my aunt, she was a huge role model. This is the first time I think she actually said something discouraging to me. And she was like, that's really hard. You don't want to do that. You want to work for a publication. And I was like, no, I mean, yes, but I think that I kind of want to make my own publication. And she was telling me that there's so much involved and not that I couldn't do it, but did I necessarily want to go down that route? And the more time that went on, I realized that I did. And the more that I learned about my industry, the more that I was sure. And I want to say around 2018, I really, really toyed with the idea of making it an LLC. And I hadn't because I wasn't ready, but I finally did this past summer and I'm very, very, very happy that I did. Well, congratulations. And, and as you talked about getting to know your industry, um, interestingly enough, I actually worked in the online publication industry uh, last summer. So I do know a little bit about the space. Um, so I think it would be great for you to tell people and distinguish the difference between an online publication and just running a blog because I mean to the average person it probably sounds like the same but you and I both know nowhere near the same thing. There is so much involved with a, a digital publication and it differs so greatly from a blog. I mean a blog doesn't typically have writers for start um, to start. It can but most of the time a blog is something that is very personal, something that you yourself are writing in your own voice. Um, and it's usually opinionated. You're usually talking about, you know, your, your routine or your travels. Um, you're giving tips from personal experience. Whereas a digital publication, you rely more on facts and interviews. And you also go through a series of edits, not only with a writer, but with a series of editors. So you have editors who are fact checking to make sure that everything is in fact accurate. You have editors who are making sure that everything is grammatically correct. Um, 
And there is a specific style, a specific tone to digital publications as well. When you open Cosmopolitan, when you open Men's Health, you're reading it knowing the style, knowing the type of topics that you're going to find in that publication. Whereas a blog, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit more niche. You know, you might be going to a blog specifically for travel or specifically for beauty. A publication has a specific style or format like men's health where it, it caters around health, but you're going to see a variety of topics. Yeah, no, that, I think that was a great explanation. And you briefly mentioned the team that you've had to develop and, and create. How do you go about finding editors, journalists, and, and making all of this, you know, a pretty legitimate business? Because that in itself is no small feat. It's actually very challenging. But I've been very, very fortunate. Um, I started working with the internship coordinators at William Patterson University. I worked there during my master's degree and got to know the staff very well and they were unbelievably supportive and started to send potential writers my way who I could interview and see if they would be a good fit. And a lot of them were. A lot of them were really amazing people who believed in my idea and wanted to contribute and wanted to learn in any way that they could. And that's kind of how I started. And from there, I actually, I joined Handshake and I started connecting with other universities and other internship coordinators. I started chatting with them on the phone, letting them know um, more about my ideas and my thoughts, what intrigue is and um, what I envisioned. And they started to send writers my way as well. And that's kind of how I started to put teams together. How has the grant been able to help you with this, with that growth? I honestly don't even have the words for it. I really don't because just to, just to offer a bit of a background, I've had to work for everything, just about everything I've ever had in my life. I had to pay for my undergrad degree myself. I was very fortunate to get a full scholarship for my master's, but had I not been, I would have paid for that as well. My car and my phone and all of those things I've had to pay for. And having this grant back me up is, unbelievable because it's enabled me to do things with intrigue that I've put to the side for so long because all all of that you see on intrigue it's 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 my money that I'm putting toward it because I am so unbelievably passionate about it and I believe in it so much that it's worth it to me and having to put off things that are important like having tech issues that interfere with the way that users interact with my site is it has been very unfortunate. Having it enable me to hire people who can assist with things like that, that I can't do myself and that I don't have the money to shell out at the moment, it's been, it's been unbelievable, really. It, it's a game changer, it really is. Um, I'm actually a grant recipient myself, so it, what they've been able to do is just absolutely incredible. I'm honestly blown away, and, and this might sound a little naive, but I'm blown away that there are organizations out there who dedicate their time and their money to help individuals like myself and yourself to be able to live out their dreams. I think that's unbelievable, really. It, it really is. And, it, and you're very well deserving. The, the sacrifice you've made is clear. And that's something I want to talk more about. Um, did, I, did I read that you're still working while you're trying to run this as well? This is very new to me. So um, I've always been able to balance a lot and juggle a lot. And that's something that I've always done. So that aspect I'm, I'm used to, but what has been challenging is I started a full-time job on the whim in December. Out of nowhere, it just kind of came into play. Uh, this past year has been really hard with the pandemic, and it's 
unfortunately affected everybody in some way, shape or form. And for me, it affected my occupation. Um, so I, I hadn't had a full-time job for a while. So I started working in December and um, I'm doing that. And I'm trying to promote Intrigue, which is a startup as we discussed. And uh, I'm freelancing as well. <laughs> so <laughs> I have a lot going on right now. This is incredible. How do you get yourself up in the morning? I would imagine that you pass out at night and you wake up and you think, oh, I got to do this all again. It's, it's a passion. It's a passion. Um, in all seriousness, journalism and editorial is probably the only thing in my life that I've ever been 100% sure about. I, if you ask anybody who knows me, they will tell you the same thing. I talk about it all the time in some way, shape or form. I think for every, and I shouldn't say this because now it's not going to come true, but for every birthday wish that I could make, it was for me to make it as a writer, for me to have a successful journalism career. So that's what keeps me going. The belief that I know I can do this and the passion to want to do it. What advice would you offer to someone who wants to take on some sort of project similar to yours that uh, it has a lot, you need a lot to accomplish, or even just in the journalism space, what advice would you offer to, to someone younger? I have come across so many challenges, and most of them were at the very beginning of my career, and this is still the beginning of my career, but I'm talking the first couple of months, the first year, and they can be discouraging. When you, when you undergo so many challenges that you get to the point where you wonder, is this field for me? Can I do this? I have filled out probably 200 plus job applications at this point. I've had a series of pitches turned down and no explanation as to why. Um, I've had people not want to meet with me and here I am and I'm waking up every day and I'm still doing it. So I say, if you're passionate about it and you believe in yourself, then keep going. It doesn't matter how many times you get turned away. Somebody at some point will listen to you. Somebody at some point will believe in you and somebody at some point will give you a chance. You just have to believe in yourself. You talked about like you believe so firmly in this, in this vision that you have for yourself and the company. Um, but then you also talk about, you know, not knowing what's next and how to make it happen things like that. How do you balance still, you know, end up pushing forward and not just giving up? Everything is one step at a time. That's one thing that I learned and, and that goes for anything in life. It's if you think too far into the future, there's a good chance that you can psych yourself out and say, oh my gosh, I have so much that I have to do. This list is so long. I'm never going to get through it. And then that, if it, basically it evokes panic and there's no need for that. What I do each and every week is I create a to-do list of things that I want to achieve by the end of the week. Sometimes I finish a list. Most of the time I finish a list. Sometimes I don't. And I go from there. I try to do what's priority first. I have a couple of things that are a little bit easier. So if I'm feeling overwhelmed at any point, I take on the easier tasks first, I get back to the priority tasks, but for the most part, it all gets done in a week. And as I get closer and closer and closer to having a print publication, I'll prioritize how to go about doing that. I think that's a brilliant strategy. Uh, and Jessica, as we start to wrap things up here, my last question really for you, where can we find you and Intrigue online if you want to check it out? Yes, go to www.intriguemag.com. We also have social media, so please follow us on 
LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, as soon as you go on intriguemag.com, all of those links are in the top upper right-hand corner. So you can click right away from there and it'll bring you right through. Support from viewers like you make these grants possible. Support Hunter's Fund. 